0: Welcome to the Fitness in Color podcast, where we follow and highlight the experiences of people of color in the wellness and fitness industry, telling their stories in their own words. What's good, friends? This is Sid coming at you with a bonus episode this week. The BBC News Hour did a segment on two Boston groups that are normalizing wellness in communities of color. The first is the Boston chapter of the outdoor afros an organization that celebrates and inspires Black connections and leadership in nature. And the second is Pioneers Run Crew, the running team that I founded in 2017 to normalize wellness and running in communities of color. These segments aired on the BBC Around the World, but we wanted to bring it to you too. Before we go into the episode, I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has supported Pioneers Performance Streetwear so far. We absolutely crushed our first milestone of $35,000 in six days. The support has been incredible. We have updated the campaign page with our new stretch goal. Head over to pioneers.com. That's P Y N R S.com to see that new goal. If you haven't contributed to the campaign yet, we are still offering early bird pricing, but not for long. Head over to P Y N R S.com to learn more. And now, On to the show.
1: In the U.S., the recreational outdoors is a predominantly white space. Last year, 75% of Americans who participated in activities such as hiking, biking, and camping were white, and that number was roughly 90% for all visitors to the national parks. Experts say these racial disparities are not due to a lack of interest, but rather problems around access, representation, and a sense of belonging. To better understand these issues, I went on a hike outside of Boston with a group of Black outdoors women and just listened.
2: My name is Marty Fuller. I'm 41 and I live in Dorchester, Boston, and I am an avid outdoors woman. We're in the Blue Hills south of Boston and we're hiking up towards the summit. We're going to just enjoy being in the woods. There's a point with a little bit of a view that we'll probably get to. All right. So we head this way and um, there's a trail. We're going to hop on the Skyline Trail. So did everyone sign up for a workout? Because we're kind of going to go up and down and up and down. Is that cool? I should have done. I
3: think this was just like a
2: casual don't. <laughs> what do
3: you mean, Paula?
2: Often like the starting point of these discussions about racial disparities and hiking is like, why don't black people X, <laughs> Y, and Z? <laughs> right, right. When people
4: ask that question, I also want people to stop and think about their privilege, right? So why do you do that? What resources did you have access to to make sure that you had the ability to go outside, that you had the gear that you needed, or that you had people in your life that would be willing to go with you and sacrifice time, right? So if you weren't in a situation where you didn't have to worry about working parents or if resources weren't scarce, of course your time could be filled with recreational activities. But if you don't have that experience and you expect that everyone has unlimited access to time and resources, you can't even comprehend that that it's a luxury to be outside.
3: But also I think too, like, the outdoors and like doing outdoor stuff and like being in nature. I feel like we understand it in a way that has so much to do with branding and marketing and like, we just see white people occupying space. And also because then too, it's like if you were out in the kind of like in the middle of nowhere as a black person and there's only white people around, it does not feel safe. Not
4: at
3: all. We went for a hike and we were hiking as a group, a group of black people. And it was weird. And people like looked at us and we're just like, you were the groups the, the weird comments. There was a a woman who was like all dressed in like, you know, stars and stripes regalia and she was wearing a mask that said something like all are welcome and like pointed to her mask and was like, I got this for
5: you. Yeah, she's like, you're welcome and you're welcome. It was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, I think that's because the baseline assumption is that we're not. And so she felt that she needed to tell us that we were, which in in fact sort of undermined her whole message.
3: (laughs) And I was like, I don't feel welcome
2: at all by that we can't forget the compounding of history and generational trauma, right? So like, lynching in the woods was not long Lynching happened in the woods. (laughs) Rape happened in the woods. Being chased with dogs in the woods. Being chased with dogs, (laughs) escaping from slavery. Because the narrative around being outside has always been claimed by whiteness, there was never any, until maybe now, like some grand movement to kind of address all of that trauma and say like, no, we can claim this
5: space for ourselves. We can create our own narratives. We can do activities in the way we want to. And, you know, when I started telling my family, oh, I want to go camping and all of that, my grandmother was so resistant to that because her relationship to being outside was fraught and it's because she picked cotton. She became middle class. And so for her, it was the inverse. It was the more privilege she got the further away from that kind of outdoor activity she wanted you know to be so it was like why are you doing that why are you making yourself uncomfortable exactly (laughs) we 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 worked hard to exactly we worked so that we wouldn't have to do that
4: there's also those in-group and out-group dynamics with black people who say to me oh will you hike or you go kayaking and even the way that they change their voice when they say it or they sort of other me as if i'm not black because i'm doing it And I find that there's that peer pressure even within the community questioning my own blackness because I do enjoy the outdoors
5: for me, the healing power of planet and the places that I go outweigh that fear and risk. I'd rather not be inside. It's always worth it. It's always better. But the tension and the weight that you carry, I mean, this is why black people die, right? This is why we have heart attacks. This is why there's so much stress. It's it's the stress of being black in America, which is beyond being a black person outside. We
4: need non-blacks to call non-blacks out. You know when people are doing things. You know (laughs) if you're in a friend group or in a social group and someone's giving someone a look or is not being as welcoming or isn't being as friendly. We need people to speak up. We need the people who don't look like us to use their privilege to say, hey, we don't do that. The outdoors really is for everybody.
2: Look, we already have a view. It's nice in these flatlands of Eastern Massachusetts to have a little bit of a hill. I'm on Instagram with all y'all. So. Yeah. Tag, tag, so if I'll anyone share. doesn't want to have photos today. Oh, wait, hold that. Make sure you get my good angle.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the BBC, I'm Paige Sutherland in Boston, Massachusetts.
0: Hey, friends. I want to take a quick break to tell you about a project that I've been working on, and I'm so excited to share with you. After a year and a half of product research, design, and development, we are proud to finally launch Pioneers Running Apparel, fusing high performance fabrics with streetwear design aesthetics, creating a new category of athleisure wear called Performance Streetwear. Head over to pioneers.com to learn more. That's PYNRS.com. And now, back to the show.
1: Last year, a black man was racially profiled and murdered in the U.S. merely for jogging. Being seen as a criminal, he was chased and shot down by a resident. His tragic death put into question the common narrative that running is accessible to all. One local running group out of Boston hopes to normalize jogging within the black community to ensure that the streets are in fact safe for everyone, regardless of skin color. I'm Paige Sutherland reporting for the BBC in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. We just arrived at Franklin Park. It's the largest park in Boston. It is a beautiful, sunny, blue sky day. We have a group of about 20 people. I'll be running with a three-mile group today and see how it goes.
5: Hello.
1: So this is Daisy and Sabrina. Um, Hi. How are are you? Are you running with us? I am. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. awesome.
5: <laughs> Last thing before we go out, I just want to take a quick video on Instagram. I want the five miler's to know that three mile gang is where it's at. Okay, Captain Jeremy, tuning in right now. Saturday morning at Franklin Park, three mile gang. Let's get this run, right, baby. Let's go.
6: Did you grow up in Dorchester? Yeah. Grew up in Dorchester. You, in Dorchester. Feel like you saw a lot of people running in the neighborhood? Was it? Oh like, no. No, but that I think that goes to like what the narrative and culture is around that, right? Oh, like who's runners, who's And who's not. runners and who's not, exactly. Who it is that you see more often, like, like on magazine, running magazines. Representation matters. I think we often hear about neighborhoods that are black and brown where the danger is. But the fact is, running as a minority in a neighborhood that's not black and brown is is where the danger is. Like, those are the facts. Um, But when I hear about these stories down the street from where I live, like, Russ Roxbury is not that far. About a Black man going on a run, like we normally do, and being profiled, racially profiled, is disheartening. Because you don't want it to happen in your backyard, you never do. Um, And then when we hear about Ahmad in Atlanta, it's like, dang, here's another incident that ended up in death. Like, that's terrible. I, I, I am a Black woman. I do not want to ever be outdoors by, and, and running to get my exercise on and die because I'm doing something good for me.
0: My name is Sydney Baptista, born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. I founded Pioneers Run Crew to diversify running in Boston and, and normalize running in communities of color. Do a Google search of the best running paths in Boston. Not one path would be one in Dorchester. Which is crazy because Dorchester is the biggest and most populous neighborhood in Boston. So when I first started running, I would travel outside of the predominantly black neighborhoods, you know, anywhere from thirty to forty-five minutes to go run for thirty to forty-five minutes, and then to come back home. It's not safe for black people to run if every time we're running, we're perceived as a threat. It's important for us to change that narrative. That if someone of color is running, they're typically either running away from the cops or they're running away from a scene of a crime or they're running. To attack someone. And that's just something that's been ingrained in our minds. It's not just something that white people think, it's also something that black people think, which is, shows you how ingrained it is.
3: My name is Natalia Melman Petrozella. I'm a historian. I teach at the New School in New York City, and I'm working on a book about American fitness culture. The body that you inhabit really, really matters. We can't forget that when we are so enamored of, all you need is a pair of shoes, as a kind of founding mythology of of jogging culture in the US. If you don't have safe streets, or if you are perceived as, you know, doing something improper by running outside, and these are all things that have happened throughout history and that continue to happen, well, then it's actually a lot easier for some people with a pair of shoes and motivation to get out the door than for others.
6: I would not be here running, talking about running, (laughs) if it wasn't for Pioneers. Pioneers introduced me to running and normalized it for me. Here we go. Let's finish
1: strong. Let's go. Woo! For the BBC, I'm Paige Sutherland in Boston, Massachusetts.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave us a quick review. This helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. If you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. That wraps up today's show. Thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode.